Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon and happy um, Monday morning or Monday afternoon, wherever you're located. Um, Today's show is is very um, exciting. I have a really great guest, and I want to jump right into the show. So let me introduce her. Her name is Kathleen Barton. She's an MBA and works with career women who feel overwhelmed with their responsibilities and who want to be more productive and effective in their work and still have a life outside of work, of course. As a keynote speaker, workshop presenter, author, and life coach, Kathleen specializes in work-life issues, including life balance, stress, and time management. Kathleen is the author of Connecting with Success, Finding Your Purpose and Passion in Life, and Passport to Priorities, Your Roadmap to Balanced Living. And that's the title of today's show, is Passport to Priorities. I think that's an excellent title, and I think you'll agree. Um, her work has been featured in numerous publications, including Business Week, The Executive, and The Wall Street Journal Online, among others. So, Kathleen, welcome to the show today. Well, thank you, Beth. Um, I really appreciate you coming on the show. I think this is a great topic. My show is geared toward women. Um, mm-hmm. It's not exclusively women because I think that you know that, that men can also um, some benefit from your advice. But but you um, you have geared your 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 career and your writings to women. I think that's an excellent topic to start off the new year, as a lot of us are getting our priorities in in shape. So um, maybe you can give us our passport to priorities. Okay, great. So why don't we start off by you telling us a little bit about yourself and how did you gain an interest in life balance? Uh, Well, sure. Uh, I work with career women who feel overwhelmed with their responsibilities and want to be more productive and effective in their work and still have a life outside of work. I do that through speaking, training, and coaching. And then on a personal note, I'm married and I have two grown children. They're 23 and 18 now. And I'd say that my interest in balance began many years ago. It was over 20 years ago. I realized that my life was totally out of balance. So at the time, I was working full-time at HP in the Silicon Valley. I was married, and I was also pursuing my uh, graduate studies MBA. Well, I spent all my time working, studying, and going to school. I didn't have time for anything else. I didn't have time for my husband, much less myself, and it was affecting my marriage. My husband finally put his foot down and said, Kathleen, this is not my idea of a marriage. We never see each other. You are so busy. Something has got to change or this is not going to work. And that was my wake-up call. I realized the insanity of my schedule. And I had totally lost sight of my priorities. So that was my wake-up call, and that was also the start of my life balance journey. I realized that I needed to make some changes in my life. So I was able to make changes to bring about more balance into my life so that I was feeling more at peace and more fulfilled and satisfied. And so now I am passionate about helping other women achieve better balance. Sure. Absolutely. And... uh... You um you wrote you've written a book called Passport to Priorities. What's uh-huh. the what's the overall emphasis of the book? Well, it's to live your life according to your purpose, values, and priorities. 
So if we can, how we spend our time, if that's aligned with our priorities, then we experience more peace, a sense of accomplishment, and then also fulfillment and satisfaction too. Well, great, great. Um, Fulfillment and satisfaction within one's work is probably, you know, I think that's everybody's priority, but not everybody knows how to reach it. Uh Um, And, uh, you know, I think we all are kind of buzzing around trying to find that, not realizing that maybe if we settled down some and and gave up some of the things that we're doing, that maybe maybe our priorities would kind of line up and we would see what's most important. Yes, yes. So what would you say um, are the keys to balance? Well, in my book, I describe three keys to balance. Uh, One is to take good care of yourself. And I find that women in particular don't do a very good job of this because we're so focused on taking care of others. Therefore, we put ourselves last on the priority list. Another of those keys is to focus on the most important. And if we don't know what's most important, then everything seems important. That way we're pulled in lots of different directions and we may end up spinning our wheels, being busy, but not really accomplishing anything. And uh, a third uh, third one is to say no to the unimportant. Mm. And here I think women especially have a hard time saying no because they're people pleasers and they want to be liked. Right. So, I believe I saw one um one of your things that you that you teach is how to say no tactfully. Mhm. Which, you yes. know, that's kind of it's really hard to do sometimes because somebody really wants you to head up a committee or or do something and you really don't have the time, but you don't want to hurt their feelings because they're being so kind to ask you. Mhm. Right. So, and that that's where we as women have a hard time because we want to be liked. We want to be helpful. We're people pleasers. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can share a couple strategies for how to say no tactfully. One is by using the sandwich approach, and that's where you start with a positive, you decline, and then you end on the positive note. So, for example, let's say you're asked to... Um, uh, Let's say you're asked to work on a task force, you know, whether it's for work or a community organization. So you might say, well, I'm I'm very interested in the project and I'd like to help, but my plate is full. But keep me in mind when another opportunity comes up. So even though you're declining, it comes across as more positive. Hmm. And then another approach is what I call the negotiated note. And here you negotiate with the other person, especially with regard to the scope or the deadline of the project. So, for example, you might say, I can take on the project if I have help with it. Mm. Or uh, you might say, well, I'm working on a high-priority project this week. Can this wait until next week? So basically you're negotiating. You don't have to come right out and say no, but negotiate with regard to the scope or deadline of the project. So, so it's going to be doable for you, right? Right. So, so make it, make it. Don't put yourself out so much, you know, by by agreeing to something that's going to, you know, affect your life negatively. But either try to to rearrange it or or try to you know put it off to another time. Right. Mhm. Yeah, because you don't want to put yourself into overload. Right. Right. That's great advice. 
So uh, the next question is, how can a working woman take time for herself without feeling guilty? Oh, and that's a really good question, too, because that's what I find is that um, so many of us feel like we need to do it all and take care of others and so forth, and um, if we say no, we feel guilty. And I find that as women, we're so focused on taking care of others at our own expense, and the reality is, is that we need to take care of ourselves in order to take care of others. Uh, I think of the airlines. So if you think back to your last flight, and at the beginning of each flight, they go, to the, they go through the safety seal, and it goes something like this. In the unlikely events of loss of cabin pressure, an oxygen mask will drop from the overhead compartment. And then place the mask over your nose and mouth and breathe normally. And then they go on to say, if you're traveling with an infant or a small child, then place the mask on yourself first and then assist the other with their mask. So the whole idea is that we need to take care of ourselves in order to be the best that we can in each of our various roles, in order to take care of others. And so once we realize this, just how important it is to take care of ourselves, then we can make ourselves a priority without feeling guilty. Because it's not only for our own benefit, but it's for our family's benefit as well. Mm. That's true. That's very true. And I like the analogy with the um, with the airline, because if we become you know incapacitated, we can't help our children, or uh-huh. you know, or an infant or a child, you know, to to um to save them. So uh, we have to uh to be healthy ourselves and, and to be to be ready to you know, to be ready to go as far as um you know what I mean, like um you know, we need to be um we need to be healthy and and ready to, to take on those those projects that will help our family out. That's right. Mhm. So many women believe they need to be superwoman, the best wife, the best mother, the best employee, the best friend, the best volunteer, you know, et cetera. How does a woman avoid the superwoman syndrome? Oh, yes. I know that many women are caught up in that syndrome. And a couple things come to mind. One is by realizing that we cannot do it all. Mm-hmm. And that is a fallacy that some of us grew up with saying that you can do it all, you can be it all, you can have it all, you know, be superwoman, be supermom, but not without sacrifices. That's what they don't tell you, is that there are sacrifices, there are trade-offs, it's a give and take. So you can't do it all and do it all well. Something is bound to fall through the cracks. So Mm. instead, just focus on doing a few things well, the important things. Mm-hmm. And then also realizing that we can't do it all perfectly. We have such high expectations for ourselves, as you were saying, being the best mom, the best wife, or best businesswoman, where, whereas we want to not only do it all, but do it all perfectly. But that kind of thinking really sets us up for, for failure because no one's perfect. Mm. So I see it as a matter of reframing your thinking and going for good enough. And each individual needs to define what that means to them. And so let me let me just share with you an example of that. So when I became a new mom, 
um, that was a big change, right? And mm-hmm. I can remember having a toddler, a toddler who would get into things and be running around and, you know, messing up the house. And I'm the kind of person who I like things neat and tidy, and I don't like clutter. I like things in order and in their place. So as you can imagine, that was a real challenge for me. And I found myself, like, running after my toddler, you know, following my toddler and picking up toys after her. And at the end of the day, I was exhausted. And I thought, oh, this is crazy. (laughs) I mean, I can't keep this up or I'm going to go insane. So I really needed to kind of reset my standards and um, be able to live with some clutter. And I thought, well, if I could just contain that to the family room, I could be okay with that. You know, if I have the rest of the house kind of neat and tidy, but if we could just contain it to the family room, that's okay, and I can live with the clutter. So a matter of, in that case, it was kind of resetting my standards or expectations. So that's an example of, you know, not always going for perfection. (laughs) So you could tolerate um, a... um a neat and tidy house with a great room that's maybe not so neat and tidy, but it's, it's manageable. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good example. Um, I like that. Uh, I don't have kids myself, but I can only imagine how um, how, <laughs> how they would untidy the house very quickly. <laughs> very quickly. <laughs> uh-huh. um, how can a busy working woman make time for important relationships, like for her husband or children and close friends when she's so consumed with her work and household responsibilities? Mm, Yes. Well, I would say by planning, by planning and scheduling time for the important relationships. Because otherwise, if we don't, we can get so consumed with everything else, our responsibilities and so forth, that we end up neglecting these important relationships and we don't Mm. spend time. So it really means planning for it. Now, what I what I do is I set weekly goals um, in all areas of my life. So not only for my business, but also in my roles as a wife, a mother, and a friend. And this helps ensure that I focus also on the important relationships. So a goal, some examples of goals might be to spend uh, one-on-one time with your spouse or to call a friend this week or to spend some family time together. And mm-hmm. uh, we schedule family time each week, uh, typically Sunday evenings. So when we can come together and just do something fun together, whether we go out to dinner or a movie or stay in and play games, but spending some quality time together. And now that my kids are older, <laughs> that's a real challenge. My son's still living at home. My daughter is um, nearby, about a half lives about a half an hour away. But uh, we reserve Sunday evenings for family, and we come together to enjoy that time together. And so that's something that we plan for and we schedule, actually put it on the calendar. And that's what I'm recommending that women do, plan for and schedule that time on their calendar for those important relationships. Yeah, that's very important to do. Um, It's not just to say you're going to do it, but to actually plan time to do it. 
And mm-hmm. uh, if, if it's on your calendar, you know, it's it's harder to, you know, to, to you know, kind of blow it off or say, oh, we'll do it next week or, or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's it's there. It's it's uh, And then after, as you do it over and over again, it becomes a family tradition. And uh, in those traditions, you know, you don't want to break. They're, they're sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the next question I know I've already asked you, but maybe we could go over some of the the ways um, to say no tactfully, because I think that that helps us avoid superwoman syndrome. If we're not, mm-hmm. you know, if we're not so much of a volunteer, or you know, we um, we uh, our friendships are only you know for a few friends that are very very close to us, and you know we don't sort of spread ourselves too thin. Saying no tactfully can be a real a really great tool for us to um to avoid the uh I need to be a superwoman <laughs> syndrome. Mhm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and the problem is is that if we take on um what what I tell women is that you need to avoid what I call the kiss of yes. I'm not saying <laughs> yes to this, yes to that. Oh yes, I can take that on. Yes, I can do that. Sure, I'll help you out and so forth. It's yes, yes, yes. And pretty soon She's feeling overwhelmed and then can't even follow through with all the commitments, too. And right. that's an issue or problem because then her integrity is at risk. Right. So that is so important then to protect your time to be able to say no. So when a request comes in, then to actually take some time to evaluate it. Some women, because they want to be helpful and they're people pleasers, they their automatic response is yes before they really even think it through. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, I can do that. But take a moment to pause so that you think about it and assess the priority. So instead of automatically saying yes, one of the things you can do is is to defer it. Say, oh, um, let me think about that. Can I get back to you? Mm-hmm. Rather than automatically rep- replying. So right. that's one tact- That's another tactic that I share with women, too, is to defer and that gives you a chance to really assess the priority. How important is this to you? Should you be spending your time on this? Or is this going to put you into overload? And then and then you can think through how you would respond rather than being on the spot in the moment and then respond to them using one of the techniques that I mentioned before. You know, the sandwich approach is always a good one where you start with a positive, you decline, and then you end on a positive note. So it just comes across much better rather than just coming right out and saying, no, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, a couple of um, of, of closing questions just so uh, my listeners can uh, can get in touch with you and, and get a copy of your book. Where can someone order a copy of your book? Well, it's available on my website, which is yourlifebalancecoach.com. So it's www.yourlifebalancecoach. And um, so it's available on my website, and it's also available on Amazon.com. So oh, either great. of those sites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I believe I have your website on my uh, – yes, I do – on the show page to all the listeners out there, I have your website as well as your email address. Okay, uh, great. Which was a, which was my next question was how can those in our audience best get in touch with you? 
get in touch with you. And uh, both of those are on the show page, and it's Kathleen at yourlifebalancecoach.com. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, that so. would be the best way to get in touch with me. Yeah. Um, so um, um, we've we've been on the air for about 20 minutes now, and we uh, we still have some time. If you'd like to discuss something else or um, uh, wrap up something that you don't feel like we we got enough, we put a, we placed enough emphasis on. Okay. Um, well, I would say that one of the things that um, that women struggle with is is setting boundaries. Now we talked about being able to say no, mm-hmm. but um, sometimes it's ourselves because we are so driven, ambitious, and we're overachievers that we want to do it all. Sometimes we have a hard time saying no to ourselves and setting some of those boundaries. And sometimes we need to set boundaries with others as well. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really important point. Um, And that is, you know, in order to avoid overwork, we need to set boundaries with ourselves and with others. Uh, For example, you might set a goal to leave the office by a certain time, say by 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And what you'll find is that you're actually more productive because you know there's that end time and you have so you have limited time and so oftentimes you tend to focus a little bit more and make better use of your time so you're actually more productive. Uh, another example is to be able to turn off your electronic devices at a certain time each evening. I mean, there's mm. so many people who... Because of the demands of the job, they're bringing work home with them. They're on email at night after dinner at home, or they're bringing work home with them on the weekends. So you might set a goal for yourself to turn off your PVA and your laptop and uh, cell phone, all those electronic devices at a certain time in the evening so that you can have that time just for leisure to relax and unwind and maybe spend time with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, or to set a goal not to bring work home on the weekend. And um, a woman that I worked with, uh, who she was in one of my workshops, Maria, um, who was a director of a community college, she set that goal for herself as a result of my workshop, that she would not bring work home with her on the weekends anymore because she found that it was really taking her time, and it was um, taking away time from her family. And so she set that goal and was successful in doing that and found that on the weekends she had time for leisure and family, and then she was ready to come back to work Monday mornings to all geared up and, you know, ready to uh, ready to hit the road running there. You know, so she was refreshed and renewed and ready to go to work. Right. So those are some examples of setting some boundaries with ourselves. Well, I have a there's a quote that I really like that um like you said setting the goal of going home say at 5:30 or 6 o'clock mm-hmm. at, at, in the evening. Um there's a quote by Leonard Bernstein who um I admire a great deal who was the um the conductor of the New York Philharmonic. And he says 
To achieve great things, two things are needed, a plan and not enough time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that's, right. um, that's one of my uh, one of my favorite quotes because if you don't have enough time, you tend to work and work and work and work and work until you get enough time. And if mm-hmm. you have to if you have to go home at six o'clock, say you've made dinner plans with your family or with a friend, um, or, you know, with your husband, whatever, you know, you, you're going to make sure that you push until you get the stuff done in time to make that mm-hmm. meeting, to make that meeting or that dinner or or what have you. So um, I always thought that that was a really a really great quote. Um, so I'm actually compiling a booklet of quotes, um, and uh, that is one of them that I included under motivation. Mm-hmm. I have I have them in categories and one of them is motivation and that's under motivation because you're definitely motivated to you know, to to, to get that thing done. So mm-hmm. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Well, um there's one other thing that I'd like to share and I think this is a really important message about about living a balanced life. Um and that is to focus your life on your spiritual source. And when I say that, what I mean by that is that's where you derive your sense of purpose and meaning in life. So for me, that's the Lord God. For others, it may be Allah, Buddha, the universe. When I find that when I focus my life on the Lord and follow his guidance and direction, then my life flows more smoothly, balance becomes easier, and then when I'm faced with important decisions, I ask what God would have me do. And so I like to use the analogy of a pinwheel. So when you when you spin a pinwheel, the, the pin holds that wheel together. And so think of your source as the pin in that wheel. When we get busy, our source holds our life together. So if there were no pin, then we'd be scattered everywhere. We'd be flying in lots of different directions, and our life would be chaos. But with our source at the center, it gives us focus, and that results in better balance, too. Hmm. So a pinwheel. I know what you're talking about, the, uh, the pinwheel. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a, very, that's a very good example. Great example again, Kathleen. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, I guess that will, um, that will do it. We'll go ahead and wrap things up. You've been an absolutely... Um, a pleasure to be on my show today, and I really appreciate your time and sharing your insights and uh, and your um, some of your books. And uh, I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I guess um, that will wrap it up. Um, again, if you want to visit Kathleen's website, it's on the uh, episode info page. It's so your balancelifecoach.com is that right it's your your life balance coach your life balance coach.com mm-hmm. and uh, that's on the that's on the episode info page so just want to make sure i got that out there and that everybody knew everybody knows how to um to contact kathleen so thank you so much kathleen i really appreciate it okay thank you beth absolutely and for the success design this is beth shankel anderson signing off <laughs>